Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Here we are again, my friend, at the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. This is John Oxford, your co-hostess with the mostest, the bestest of the restest with my pal, confidant, and whatever, sidekick, Mr. Josh, the main man Mabus today. The main man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on in the world today as we get ready to start our preamble of of jokiness before we get into the actual meat of this conversation? Stack these up. We've got NBA playoffs. They'll probably still be going on. Yeah. It's it's going to be Warriors and Cavs. It's got to be. Are they, I mean, is, is, should they even have the playoffs? Well, I mean, it depends on if the Warriors take a 3-1 lead over the Spurs. If they Whoa. get up 3 if they give up 3-1, they're if they get up 3-1, it's, they'll they're going to lose. <laughs> Is it 3-1? I mean, if they get up 3-0, they're going to have to get to 3 at some point to win it. So, Well, it was 2-1, two, two, 3-1, oh. How about Isaiah Thomas getting his teeth knocked out? In well, the, that happened the, a, that was a while back, but still, yeah. that's kind of wild. Anyway. And they just jammed it back they in. They just stuck it back in. Which is weird. Yeah. Somehow he had detachable teeth. Lego teeth. Lego teeth. They just clipped right back in. I like a Isaiah, though. He can play. We went and yeah. saw him play again this year. He's crazy. He's like 5'2", scores 40 points a game. Anyway. Scored 53 in that game. Yeah, he's um, he's amazing. Anyway, all right, enough rambling. Speaking of Speaking being of small. And being awesome. We're going to talk today about small business advice in marketing for banks. Because that's what we do is market for banks and financial systems and services, should I say, and small business advice. How does your bank market itself for the small business? And let's define small business to begin with. I'm saying 50 people and less. Let's go by the government health care mandate. 50 people or less. I thought it was 99 less was the small business. I mean, I know, I know that's the ACA thing, but so 99 health care is 50 or less. Small SBA is 99 people or 99 less. Employees or 99 problems in my employers ain't one yeah i guess so so you got 99 my health care is one 99 problems but my health care is one so yeah. you've got 50 on health care 99 over there revenue five million and less is that there's some people that's big business but yeah well there's also some people that could be one person and make 20 million dollars a year like an athlete we just talked about yeah. that nba well, let, let me point out that that instagram i think it was either they had 11 or 12 employees and at, sold for a billion dollars at one time yes no, but I mean, at the moment yeah. they sold. Yeah. Woo. That, that's called instant money is what that's called. Well, you don't have to do, be real good at math to split that up. Uh-uh. No. How would you like to be the assistant who just kind of was the office manager that woke up the next day and was worth like $300 million? That'd be insane. But So I watched um, with all the Jeter stuff. So that happened. They retired Jeter's number. This is a sports and marketing money podcast. But I looked up his 3,000th hit because I, I was like, I, I, you know, his 3,000th hit. It was a home run. And so there's a guy, he hit it in the second deck at Yankee Stadium. And there's a guy, I saw the guy scrambling to get it. And I was like, that guy just went to go see Jeter play and is and became a millionaire the moment he picked up that ball. I mean, that, that ball's worth 
I don't know, but but at I would least think a million. It, I think someone would pay up. For I don't it. remember what Barry Bonds like when Todd McFarlane, the comic book guy, was buying like the sixty, you know, bought 60, 61, 62, 63, or whatever it went to. I think, um, and I mean those were millions. Nah, you just paid with the cream and the clear. That's how you got it. Ooh. Oh, shot, Ooh. shot, shot. Anyway, all right, back to small business because there are no, no small businesses, only small parts, whatever that quote is. <laughs> yeah. Small business uh, advertising to them. So we've set it up. Let's say they're $5 million below, whatever. Uh, most of uh, banks I know can turn around a $500,000 loan pretty quickly if the, if the one wanting to borrow can show up with all the – is it requisite items? Mm-hmm. So, or is, it, or is it prerequisite required items? I don't know. Whatever it is, if you show up with your data, you need to give the bank probably tax returns, income statement, business plan, et cetera, et cetera. Usually, the collateral. It's the collateral. Usually, about five hundred thousand and less is a pretty quick decision, and it should be for a bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also go to the SBA where they guarantee eighty-five to seventy-five percent of a loan at a certain amount. And other organizations can co-op those. can co-op those in there because they'll they'll cover the the loss for the bank, so the right. bank manages the relationship, but they're borrowing it at a, a uh, covered or protected amount. So you've got that going on. But how do you market to these groups? That's my question. How do you market to small businesses? Well, I mean, it's tough. One, they're tough to identify. Generally, I mean, one of the things I've seen in small businesses is spite. And and what I mean by that is there's a, there's a business I know that's very successful, but some banks turned them down when they weren't Successful. successful had to go out of state or private equity or, or, this, or this mom and dad business. or mom and dad grandpa grandpa found some but money now would never bank with a local bank because nobody backed him when uh, frankly in the beginning his prospects looked pretty crappy yeah and the banks were probably making a wise choice by not backing him based on the data you have at the time of the decision but they missed an opportunity that that by this owner's words they will never be able to make up to yeah so it's tough. So, I mean, you look at a guy, you know, who would have, you know, loaned Bezos however much money in the beginning to start Amazon. You're going to do what? You're going to sell books online and then what? And uh, and now any of us would have lined up for that opportunity. I would say the the first thing would be some standardization, like like what we did. What 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 is your definition and what are you willing to do for these people and what are you willing to do? To because uh, because what we're doing is betting on the come we're betting on the we're, we're buying futures in that relationship you know so what are you willing to do to 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 how how far are you willing to extend your your relationship to attract a small business in the hope that they'll be successful enough to be valuable to your bank in the future yeah and so some ideas because I try to get to tactical things people can do is look inside your bank at clients you have that might be able to either support and or mentor ones you're bringing in. So you give them a value proposition over just a monetary proposition. Uh, one thing I've thought about is uh, that banks can do within themselves is create a kind of a small business consortium. And so uh, you walk in and say, hey, I'm starting a business. I've got enough capital to lend to me. Here's, and, and I can say, who's your provider for A, B, C, D, E that you might need? And then I say, okay. It's so then you help a client get in touch with a client and kind of internally you've got a little setup. And look, marketers don't have a lot of time to do this stuff, but I think it would behoove any bank to sit down and, and with their lenders, especially on the commercial side, and say, all right, Give me a list of clients that do this thing that I've heard that people might need. Give me a list that does this. Like, who 
who could help coach from this perspective? Who's a consultant that we bank that doesn't do what we do? You know, who are the attorneys that we have? Mm-hmm. Who are the uh, accountants that we bank? Who are, you know, what, what internet service provider do we bank? What marketing company do we bank? And then someone walks in and says, man, I'm starting this idea to create, I don't know, we're going to, um, we're going to make branded koozies or something. I'm just making stuff or branded Yeti cups. Well, I need somebody to help me do design work. I need someone to help me sell it online. I don't know how to build a website. Oh, well, this provider, WeBank, this person, WeBank. So all of a sudden, you've set up a little a little kind of universe for these small businesses that they didn't have the contact set up on. Now, many of them do. Right. Don't offend them, but say, how can I help you? Here's some ideas I have. Do you have – and maybe have a small business checklist for your lenders. Right. Do you have a provider that does A, B, C, or D when they know what the business does? Because the lenders sometimes know more about the business than the person running it does because they're not a business person. They're a – product whatever their widget is well, person. Can, and, and well yeah and then the banker can see the things that they don't see the i guess the question that i would have that that the lister should have is how are you able to disclose that so what do you need from the refer like if i'm going to refer xyz cpa firm i can't just say xyz cpa firm is a bank client that's no, but Privacy. you can say, have you talked to them? And right. just say it is. I mean, they're in the yellow pages. Right. But, or the yellow Right, you don't have com. to say they were a client, but yeah. you're kind of... I, I, I don't know many who, who people would, who are going to turn down a referral right. for business well, if they're a business. Is, 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 let's say somebody's got a really nasty corporate attorney. I mean, you could make a little form that's like, do you want to be... I think just asking. I think a banker being able to go to his clients and say, hey, if you sign this form i'll be able to refer you you actually get kind of some little pre like appetizer love from that like oh i signed the form he can yeah now that's that's another idea it shows them that you're going to provide them some value now the only thing is can you give them some references because i'd hate come back a month later or six months later hey man i signed that form you didn't send me any business well nobody I haven't found a match for you yet. Well, that and then so, so that begets another thing. Um, I think it's just you say it. You don't say they're a client. You just right. say, have you looked at maybe say agency for your marketing? Right. And then it's on them to call you. Right. And then I'm not that way. I don't give you their name to call because then you. That's when I think you do get into when you give clients the name of a client to call for the business. Give the person looking for it the chance to right. call the other person. Well, and then there's the whole um, depending upon how it's run, and this this kind of fixes that. But you and I run into this before. We'll call it the lawn care. Um, whatever is it, it's real easy at a bank to see who who does your lawn care. Yep. Because it's public, the trucks pulled up. They're weeding and got a big mowing. billboard on the side of their yeah. van out front or their trucks. So out you front. got somebody else who's a client. What are they going to say? Oh, Joe blows. You, you, why didn't you? Why didn't I get to bid on it? And it's probably the most visible that sometimes plumbing, but banks don't have a lot of plumbing problems. Your your yard and the your green space in the summer is getting taken care of probably by a third party. So it's the most visible one that has the other visible competitors who might be clients. So so how do you deal with that fairness? How do you deal with it? Yeah. You well, one way is by trying to refer them some other business. And secondly, you know, you just have to it's like I've always said, I can only go to one dentist or usually I can go to one dentist, but our bank may bank fifty dentists in the market or in the area that I could go to and and so well, I think just knowing that you those things are you, out there. You, you can't be everything to everybody. Like, I mean, I can't go to every doctor in town, even though we bank every doctor in town. I can't go to every dentist. I can't go to every car dealership to buy a car because I can only drive one car. Right. So, yeah, there is the law of hurt feelings. I mean, everybody can't, you know, people have other bank accounts with other banks, too. Right. 
So, well, I think it's just a thing to, to know and, and, you know. Have an answer. Yeah, have an answer. Whatever have, it is for your market, have an answer. Yeah. We bid it every year. And, yep. and Another thing to look at and that we did, because I can only speak from my experience, is uh, partner up with a business incubator. We have the Renaissance Center for Ideas. You can look it up if you want to online, Renaissance Center for Ideas. And basically, we set up to where you have an idea and you walk in the door and you don't have to worry about setting up your Wi-Fi, finding rental space, finding ad- admin staff, etc. You just get an office and you start working on your idea to see if it'll work or not. And you have the mentorship of a, a business coach in there that's you know a staff person, but then you also have access to the bank when you need, if you want to talk about a loan or just past experience, because lenders will know a lot of things you might do wrong or right as a small business and can help tell you that. So partner with a business incubator. So one, as I said, set up a consortium. Two is partner with with a business incubator. Uh, imagine your name, whatever bank, on the wall of you know a big old building down there that is for ideas and startups and whatever. And you're a, you're an alumni or alumnus of the business incubator, correct? Yeah, I mean it's co working spaces. Period are, are fantastic places to partner. Uh, but yeah, I mean uh, a business incubator served me very well in my first few years. I didn't need. I needed to not work at home, but I didn't need a 5,000-square-foot office. I needed – the office I started in was 300 square feet. I needed an office. I needed a conference room. In this case, it was shared. I needed a restroom. I didn't need to pay the overhead – Of all that. Of, of, yeah. of those things. I needed to pay the overhead of the room. Now, I will say this with all deference, just so you understand before you get into it. Don't be surprised if the per-square-foot price of a incubator is like, well, this is – you know, whatever per square foot, this is, you're buying less of it. So the price yeah. goes up. So I paid. But you're also buying infrastructure too. Yeah. You're you're buying so you don't have to pay for that. You don't have to clean your bathroom. You don't have to, you get a little kitchen, you get a whatever. You get a copy of machine or access to it at least. But but those places are, are somewhere that you can, um, you can find those that are, well, one, they're being tested. You know, another thing is, is um, figuring out ways not just to sponsor those, but to, I guess, quote, scholarship won't some of them, which is some stuff that we've done in supporting just small business endeavors. Yeah, pay their first three months or whatever. And, but, and another one that leads to that is pitch contest. Yeah. That's Love a way of getting content out there for your bank and doing a pitch contest. I mean, uh, you know, Shark Tank and, and pitch, pitch shows are becoming popular. I mean, there even was one called The Pitch about market agencies that was canceled, but only two people watched are it. sitting in this room. Yeah, Shark Tank's a great example. The Profit's a great example. There's shows on there that have become popular and sponsor those in your community. Join up with your Chamber of Commerce. Go out there and put your name on it and say, and put $1,000 to the winner or $5,000 for the winner. Give them free space in that incubator if you sponsor that. Uh, offer them mentorship for a year. Help them. And look, you can bring in partners. Hey, we've got this great thing going on. Let the television station show it so it has a local feel to it. Recruit an attorney to go in there to help them with their copyright or their idea, trademark law, patent law, whatever. Get get an accountant in there. Get you know, Bring in partners. And all of a sudden, now you've given value to your partners to come into this process. And look, a lot of people won't want to do it. Some people go, I don't want to be involved in that. That's too much free work and I don't want to give away. Others are going to jump on the fact that they can get some good PR out of it. They can show some time. Uh, they can probably get on TV stations, love to cover stuff like that. And it's earned media. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, yeah, it takes some effort. We've, we've both done it for our respective businesses. And I, I think the earned media is there and the goodwill is there. And because the, the structure, as long as the, the quote contest is structured correctly, um, you know, the negative is, but what if, you know, there's ill will from the people that don't win? Well, Sorry. Well, I mean, there's really. <laughs> the, well, I mean, the the um, as long as you 
well, frankly, don't rig it, then it's not rigged. I mean, it's um, yeah, get an independent judge group. Yeah, definitely you do get that. a panel, do that, and then um, you know let people pitch and. And look, it gives you some face, some I say Facebook online stuff. You can put it up and say vote on here too. And you can have a People's Choice champion. Well, so then you got a whole other idea. Literally support small business. Yeah, yeah. It's not just who can walk in with the backing of some dollars to give them a loan. You actually are supporting them with certain and, and push. I say push is a bad word. Let's put products out there that help too. I mean, it doesn't have to be a loan. There are transaction systems, the treasury management. Uh, business checking accounts there's all types of items you can sell if we want to use the word sell to small businesses that protect them and have nothing to do with them actually getting a loan with your bank although the end game is a loan is probably getting a loan for your bank in a relationship but there are many items that it doesn't have to be well they're not going to take out any money with us well and the other part of this is is understand your target audience not just demographically who they are but but psychographically what their thoughts are and know the startup business i mean just Guys, I cannot tell you, if you've never started a business, how complex it will be that you go down to get your certificate of occupancy, and then they say, but have you gone to the fire department and gotten your fire inspection? Like, I didn't know I did that. Well, where's your EIN? There's like, I really believe that there are areas in our country, individual cities, municipalities, that, that run off more small businesses than they create. Now, look, let me say this. If you, if you, get discouraged at that stage you probably don't need to be in business so we can say it's a natural fail safe but the point i'm making is is understand that that some of these small businesses don't have the resources or might be ignorant to some of the aspects of running a business more so than your more successful clients so you can't treat everybody equally but also they're ignorant to banking and they're one of the most fearful audiences that to be real with you going and getting a loan especially a business loan as John started the conversation is if you have collateral, you're good. You know, you show up with collateral. If you show up with an idea or a prospectus or a performa, a business plan, look, let's face it. It's tough to borrow money on an idea. It, I've got this idea that's going to make a million dollars and I need to borrow 500,000. You know, your bankers, it's tough to con, to convince them to, to take those chances. And it should be because everybody's got an idea. But understand that person that owns that small business, that is like cutting their stomach open and, 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 and displaying their guts. It's very cathartic to have to go ask the banker for money. It, the, the psychology behind it feels like you're begging. It feels like you're asking because you are, even though it's a regular business transaction to those of us on the business side of it. It's like, you shouldn't be embarrassed, but I don't know if I'm... There There's questions point. you can't answer because you're, you're not a banker. I mean, look, I, I went and, and signed up for a line of credit when I didn't need it because that's the time you sign up for it. You don't sign up for it when you need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was still like, oh, I don't know. And, and the banker's like, look, dude, you can, <laughs> you can have this and more. You don't know how successful you are. And that was, I mean, and look, I'm the guy that's doing the podcast. I'm supposed to know what success is. So it's, it's real. There is a barrier. And I would say being able to, to warm and fuzzy that relationship a little more and remove some of those barriers, make it conversational and and let people know it doesn't have to be that cathartic to come talk to a banker about, yeah, about your business. And so um, we didn't get into data of finding small businesses. Uh, If you're a community bank, it's who you bank. So, I mean, that, that's not your chamber of commerce. (laughs) Look around, Look just look around, research by driving around. Yeah. It's, you can do that, or you know, there's plenty of list companies you can pull from with certain data analytics. And then you can look at your own analytics within there with whatever your 
your uh, CRM is. But to all this point, some ideas to reach out that we've said for small business, because that's a good market to be in, is create a bank consortium of folks that you know that can that can help out, um, sponsor incubators, find a way to be involved in what they do and help them. Uh, do pitch competitions is a great way to do that. And th- these are different ideas, I think, that we're throwing out that maybe folks hadn't thought of as compared to, oh, well, I'm going to direct mail somebody, or I'm going to do an email, or I'm going to do a TV commercial. I mean, those that is block and tackle marketing right there. Keep doing that. But I'm talking, this is almost more on the PR side and more on the actual shoe leather getting in front of, being a true partner and showing a value with marketing. Uh, and look, usually your loan officers will love to do this stuff because they love to espouse their knowledge of what they've learned and what they do. So give them a chance to get in front. And look, Earn Media, as Josh mentioned, loves covering this stuff. I mean, here it is. Community Bank is cover, is putting on this pitch competition. You got all these local guys in there. I mean, we had one here in town uh, pretty good at – people had a some type of uh, beverage idea. They had a prepackaged food cooking idea. I've seen some other ones that we've had in other ones. Um, people with apps that let you hire tutors. I mean, there's crazy ideas people come up with. So, right. Um, so anyway, uh, be involved, I guess, is the, is the biggest part. And that sounds real s- simple. Uh, but going back and look at these, I mean, again, set up your team to help them, set up your lenders to help them, and come up with ideas to show value to the small business client, and you'll win. Or you won't, just like small business. Yep. And if you, <laughs> and if you don't win, then uh, you will get bought and merged into a, a larger bank and getting eaten up. Or you won't. <laughs> <laughs> sleep, sleep tight, guys. Sleep tight. And uh, anyway, that's it for the small business idea bloviation marketing money podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. We'll see you later. Josh, got anything to say as we close this one out? Goodbye. And good luck. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.